Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. And now, the message. I welcome you to the refreshing word coming to you from the pulpit ministry of Calvary Baptist Church. This is Pastor Fred Davey. Let us prayerfully listen to this song as we prepare our hearts to hear the word of God. May the mind of Christ my Savior. If you sang Amen to that song, truly, all we can say is Amen. May the love of Jesus fill me as the waters fill the sea, him exalting, self-abasing. This is the victory. And this is what Jesus came to teach. This is how Jesus taught us to live. And this is what he expects us to be doing day in and day out. And so last week, we looked at a new look at blessing by Jesus teaching his disciples what really blessing is all about. You see, the world in which Jesus lived, in the world in which we live now, people think that material things are the things that give us blessing. So if you can count your cars, your houses, your titles, your books, your connections, where you've been, what you've seen, then you are blessed. But Jesus came to say, these things that you are looking at, this thing that you think cause you blessing, 
or happiness. There are things in this material world that if anybody really wants to follow him, then you must live a new life, have a new standard, have a new taste, have a new desire. It is not as if those things that he's talking about, those material things are bad. No, but sometimes the way we seek to acquire them can be so bad and so evil. You desire them so badly that you are willing to covet, to steal, to destroy, to maim, to do anything. And what will you do? You will get them. Have you ever seen anybody taking his house, his cars, his mansions, anything, anywhere? They leave them here. So Jesus teaches the perils, the danger of being in this material world. And he says, if you live like this, you won't be destroyed. Rather, this is what brings blessing. If you are poor in spirit, you inherit the kingdom of God. If you are hungry, that God's standards should be fulfilled in this world. You will. You will be blessed. You'll be filled. If you are sorrowful because things happen around you that just tear you up to say, no, God, let your will be done. That will bring you blessing. If because of Jesus, you are doing the right things and people persecute you, you will be rejoicing because he will give you a great reward. He says something. Those who follow materialism, who just follow the things of this world, say, look, what is their destiny? He says it clearly. If you only follow the things in this world, you will not find satisfaction. In Luke chapter 6, verse 24 to 26, he says, But woe to you who are rich in this world, for you have received your comfort. Woe to you who are full now, you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now. You will weep and mourn. Woe to you when all people speak good things of you. You will be destroyed. Because all that you are looking at is outward, 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 outward. Judgment followed those who desire only the material things in this world. And Jesus warns us about that. But he continues to tell us the thing that really brings us blessing in this world. And so we'll look at a new blessing, part two today. He says he's teaching his disciples the things that bring blessing. And you see, Jesus is such a Lord, a master, communicator. And he knows us so well that when he wants to teach, he teaches principles that will guide your life wherever you are. Principles that matter yesterday, today, and forever. In teaching the new principles of life, we see that they are very difficult to hear, to even try to implement. The principles he talks about are shocking. They go against every standard of our society and every fiber of the human being. That is why we sang that song, May the mind of Christ Jesus be in me from day to day. You see, but Jesus knew what he was talking about. These new principles must be heeded for they are the things that bring salvation to our society. They are the things that bring healing to man. There are things that bring hope for our society. And Jesus was not deceived. When he was talking about the principles that bring blessing, he was talking to his disciples. He was not just talking to anybody. He was talking to his disciples, not only his disciples who follow him, but those who want to hear, those who want to obey him. Because Luke tells us in Luke 6, 
27. I say to you who listen, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. You see, Jesus knows all about us. He knows that some will hear, but they will not obey. Even if they are disciples, some will just close their ears and say, look, these things do not apply. I don't want to be bothered about them. Like some say, oh, the fruits of the Spirit did not apply in what I do. Look, you must put the Bible aside and show people that you are a man or a woman because God doesn't understand these things. What Jesus was about to preach to the disciples and what he's teaching you and I today are principles that will show us how we should live in society, how we should live in this world, how we should strive to depend on him and the Holy Spirit, but what would eventually bring us blessings in this world and the world to come. They are the kind of things that will cause people to know that we are different. We are different. They are the things that we need to depend on God's Spirit to show us that we need Him, we need Him. So He warned His followers, and He encourages us who follow Him, that we must guard our hearts seriously. We must listen to His Word. We must seek to put these new principles into practice, because they are the things that will bring us blessings. Today we'll look at just five specific behaviors that the Lord talks about. And these are in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 31. What does he say? But I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone hates you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks you. And from one who takes your things, don't ask them back. Just as you want others to do for you, do same unto them. Friends, I tell you, yeah, these are not easy principles. You can read them, you can hear them and rattle them in seconds. But what do you do? Look at the principles. Love your enemies. Believers are to love all people, even their enemies. We are to honor all people. What, 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 what does it mean to love your enemy? Loving one enemy is against human nature. How would you love somebody you know? That person hates you. He stabs you. He would do anything to get rid of you. He has shown you that he hates you. Or you've heard through the gossips that he lies about you. He undermines you. He is your boss. He abuses you. What do you do? You see, it is difficult to love such a person. But Jesus is saying, a new principle comes into play. I'll give you love. Agape love. And agape love points out that love is not just acceptance of anything. Love is the one that is able to overcome every, every evil that is in this world. Love your enemies. You cannot do it unless you ask him to love them through you. That's what Jesus is saying. 
one thing the believer can do easily is to have mercy and compassion for those who hate you. Those who are enemies may choose to remain antagonistic to you. But you as a believer, you can choose to forgive that person and have mercy and compassion on them. In fact, if the believer does not have compassion on those who hate you, then you have not gained anything. You have not gained the spirit of Christ. Jesus said in Luke 6.36, Be merciful just as your father is merciful. So somebody hates you, love him. My friend, you love your enemies. Can you then pray today, even immediately, Lord, help me to love that enemy. Then he goes on, do good to those who hate you. Wow. Imagine what the world would be like if you did good to those who hate you. Jesus was talking to a people in a world where they were slaves. The Romans governed them. And they are saying, the people who hate you, the people who abuse you, do good to them. How do you do that? You cannot do that except God's spirit. God's spirit. God's spirit is in you. You see, it is easy for you to walk away from those who hate you. It is easy for you to say, look, I'm also a human being. I also have a feeling. Jesus is saying, if I don't help you, if you don't depend on me to help you, you cannot do it. This is how you show that you are following me. He knew those who hated him. How did Jesus, how, how, how was he able to have Judas as one of his disciples? It is amazing. It's amazing. He was giving him the chance to repent. He was trying to show to him that he, Jesus, is God. He, Jesus, is love. He, Jesus, is able to turn people around and give him the opportunity over and over and over and over again. Would they listen? No. In Proverbs 25, 21, the Bible tells us, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. Are you able to do it? You see, this is what God says, to bring you a new blessing. So bless those who curse you, people who curse you, who boldly curse you. Remember anyway, there's no curse that will land on you without a cause. No, 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 no. But the Bible teaches us if you are going to be a disciple of Jesus and expect a new blessing, a new strength from him, bless those who curse you. People do curse, and sometimes they curse you for the wrong thing. They speak words, they take you to shrines, and they say all kinds of things. But Jesus said, bless them. Just bless them. How do you know the Spirit of God is in you, is in me? When somebody curses me, we just say, bless you. The Lord bless you. And you truly mean it. This is what shows that God's Spirit is in you. As somebody said, when you squeeze a lemon, what do you get? You get lemon juice. When you squeeze an orange, what do you get? An orange juice. When you squeeze a mango, what do you get? Mango juice. So, when those who are cursing you get cursed back from you, what is it that is in you? This is what Jesus is really teaching you. Then he says, pray for others. Pray for them who despitefully use you. 
they use you. They abuse you. Pray for them. When they despisefully use you, pray for them. Pray for God to forgive your persecutor. Pray that God will cause there to be peace between you and those who hate you. Pray that God will save those who do not know him and therefore that's why they are persecuting you. And he says, prayer for the persecutor will bring you a great benefit. It will keep you, the believer, from becoming bitter, from becoming hostile and becoming reactionary. And even if they go on, the fifth one, if they go on and they slap you, say unto him who slaps you, who smiles your cheek, give him the other one. The word for cheek is literally your jawbone. The person hits your jawbone, gives you a strong blow. Christ is saying, when somebody does that against you, don't fight back. Don't insult them back. Don't give them bitter insults that threaten them or even go and lock them up. Now, why all of these things? Why would you go this way? As one scholar said, somebody asked him, how can you be a Christian? How can you be a Christian when there are so many contradictory things in the Bible? And he said, I don't know. The reason why I'm a Christian is that I know I need help from God. Because there are things that seem so simple in the Bible that I'm not able to do them. And so I don't worry about the big things that are in the, that are in the Bible. Whether the world was made in 10 days or 20 days, I could care less about it. But there are some simple principles I understand so well that I know I cannot meet them. And that is why I know I need God in my life. I understand what he says when he says clearly, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other also. If anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks you and from anyone who takes your things, don't Ask for them back, just as you want others to do for you, do unto others also. Simple, simple words, simple English, but what is Jesus really teaching? Well, the new principles of life that he's teaching, if I may summarize, is that there are principles here that will cause you and I to be what God wants us to be. The principle of life. That one, in our relationships, there should be love. You should love to do good to everybody. In your relationship with others, you should bless them and pray for them. In our relationships, we should offer the other chick. Be willing to go the extra mile. People may think they are taking advantage of you, but you always be willing to give and give. Because God is a giving God. God is a giving God. He gives us rain, he gives us breath, he gives us everything. Be like that. Be like a child of God. These are the new principles of life that really bring blessing. Loving people, blessing them, and offering the other cheek. Then concerning property. Yes, you may have property, but you may have property and understand something about property. God gives it to you and you are a steward. And so, when somebody wants something and you have it, share it with them. Pray that God will bless you and bless the work of your hand. The reason why God blesses you 
is that you may be a blessing to yourself and a blessing to others. So share your blessing with others. You have the opportunity. Some do not have it. See, we are told during this COVID, COVID era that five people or four people made more money than the rest of the world. For what? Well, they made the money. It is good. There are some who are so industrious. There are some who are so ingenious that even if you give them stone, they would make money out of it. It's not necessarily because others are lazy, but some are just gifted and talented by God. And that is fine. But they must take this property or take the wealth that they have and also share with others. Give people opportunity. Give them jobs. And let them also enjoy some of the blessings of this world. So it is in doing those things that you as a child of God would also be blessed. Then you as a believer, Jesus' point really is that you as a believer, you as a follower, what you are doing, what you seek to do in this life must surpass that of an unbeliever. If you say you are a disciple of Jesus, your behavior must show that you are not just following worldly standards, but you are following the standards of Jesus. Look at what he says in Luke 6, 32 to 34. Luke 6, 32 to 34. What he's teaching us as looking for a new blessing. What's a new blessing? He said, look, if you love those who love you, what credit is that for you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do what is good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners be repaid in full. Well, Jesus is telling us something. A little bit about behavior, a little bit about not loving the world. Great deal of lesson here about self-denial. Jesus presented logical argument why we believers must live for God and live according to the standards of God. The argument is so strong. Look, how would you show to others that you are my disciples? If you do what everybody does, that's the same thing. You are just like them. Sinners love those who love them. Sinners do good to those who do good to them. Sinners learn to secure an interest or favor, and if you don't pay them, they'll pay you back. But you are my disciples. How will you live differently? Friends, let's consider these three things as we bring this hard teaching to a close. The shocking truth Jesus is telling believers, the first Shocking truth. Believers who do not live as Christ says they should do are just not growing. They are no better than sinners. They are not reflecting the standard of Jesus. You are living below your potential. You are not allowing God to coach you, His Spirit to fill you, His Spirit to mold you, that you'll be attractive for others to say, What is it? That is making a difference in you. Secondly, the world sees virtue and goodness as love. They see doing good and lending 
as being neighborly. It is good to love. It is good to do good. It is good to lend to others. It is good to be known as an oasis of love. That is what brings people closer to you. And when they ask, what is the reason for doing this? The reason is simple. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. He helped us to give a clear example that his love lives within us. Thirdly, doing good and lending to people are not enough. It does not get a person into heaven. It is not what Christ did. Christ denied himself in order to win the world. So these good things are only magnets, are only sources of attraction. You see, we are told that flower, people like flowers, the flower smells and all of that. Yeah, the flower smells. But what does the flower do? The flower smells pleasantly. The bees come to pick nectar. And as the bees move from flower to flower, what are they doing? They are actually crossing those flowers. That's how we get fruits. That's how we get a lot of trees. That's how we get a lot of things. The fragrant things attract bees and attract other insects. And they are the things that populate this world. That's how you get your, your, your normal maize and a lot of fruits and plants all over the world. Your life and my life is a gift from God. And by showing a different quality of life when Jesus lives in you, you are telling the world, I am truly, truly a follower of Christ. The believer is to live in the nature of Christ, to deny and sacrifice to win the world, to show the world a better way of living, whether it is in the office, in the public space, in the market, we must show it. And Friends, if you do not meet that standard, can you ask him to help you and I now? The amazing thing is that there's a reward for this challenge in life. It's like a student, when others are sleeping, he stays up, Steady, he stays up and studies. At the end of it, what happens? He gets a good grade, he gets scholarship to do further. Jesus says, If you live like that, you receive a reward. And I'll just read that for you as we bring this sermon to a close. Luke 6 35 and 36. But love your enemies and do what is good and lend expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great. You will be children of the Most High, for He is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Christ wants us to be merciful. Christ wants us to be like God. Christ wants us to depend on His Spirit. That is why we must be like Christ. Friend, have you accepted this Lord, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that he will transform you? If not, ask him, Lord, I come to you. I don't meet that standard, but forgive me for I have sinned against you. I will be truly be your follower. Spirit of the living God, fill me today. Give me your mind, the mind of Christ that I'll follow you. If you are his disciple and you are trying to live this life of Christ, don't ask that you live 
just a life that is sterile, that is good. But it may cause you to attract others and also to share the secret of this quality life with others. When we hear people are old and they look good, we ask them, what is your secret? And they will tell you, I eat this, I do this, I don't do this, I don't do that. You'll be willing to share your testimony. That is the love of Christ. It's obeying his principles. That makes me that person. Come to him. And that quality of life is also for you. This is the life that truly brings blessings. Not only in this world, but in the world to come. And may the Lord help you and I to live to bring glory, praise, and honor to his name. Now and forevermore. This has been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabaka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.